This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We hope you are all staying safe and healthy during this global pandemic that we're experiencing. We wanted to make today's episode focused on how to make conversation about things other than what's going on in the news, or rather, in addition to what's going on in the news, One thing that I've noticed in my personal life is a lot of the conversations inevitably turn back to the coronavirus, which is fair and understandable because so much of our lives, every aspect of our lives has been transformed because of what's happening. So today we're going to talk about first how to acknowledge the severity of what's going on and how to express our emotions around it, but then also how we can turn conversations to make things a little lighter and to connect with each other on a deeper level that goes beyond just reading news articles and talking about how devastating it all is so that our own mental health and social skills can still thrive in this very difficult time. I have definitely also felt that in my conversations too, Trisha. Um, we A lot of the times I've been calling a lot of my friends, setting up phone dates and things like that, and 75 to 80% have been about COVID-19 coronavirus-related things. And a side note, today is April 1st, so we're about, depending on where you live in the country, two to three weeks in quarantine. So it's at that point where it's still new, but also becoming more normal. Like, it's, it's becoming our more new normal. So it's still infiltrating our conversations and things like that. So it's it was important that Trish and I, Trish and I felt it was important to talk about this because a lot of what we're doing right now is just talking to people. We don't have many activities <laughs> going on. So mm-hmm. conversations and talking is a lot of how we're socializing and staying connected. And both Trish and I have felt that it's turned a lot into just talking and cycles around the virus and a lot of times there's been a lot of conversations I've left feeling really positive and fulfilled but other times I'm like and now I'm more sad and scared awesome (laughs) yeah it was interesting that you said is that I I didn't really think about before prior to this we were bonding with people over a shared experience usually so it could be we're going out to dinner and then you can comment on other things you can talk about the food you can talk about the weather whatever and then we also have a lot more going on in our lives to talk about right now everyone is going through the same thing which is beautiful in its own right but also it gives us one thing almost to draw from for our conversation topics. But today we're going to explore different avenues we can take so that, as in Molly, was your experience, we don't have to leave conversations feeling, oh my gosh, I'm so much more depressed. We want to be the light for the people that we are talking to. And that's okay if we're not always that person. Sometimes we have our moments and we have our feelings that we need to express too. So it's all of our responsibilities to be there for one another and to hold each other's hands through this. And since we can't physically hold one another's hands, which is very sad, we really more than ever have to rely on the power of the spoken word right now. We don't have anything else to go off of in terms of our communication. It's literally the words that we say is how we are bonding with people right now. And it's getting down to the nitty gritty with, with, 
relationships between people because a lot of times I have I have friends where they are my like activity friends. I only really hang out with them when I'm like, oh, I want to do this thing. I can do that with person X and we can share that experience because we don't have to talk that much. So I found that something that popped in my mind too really interesting. We're having to rely so much on the spoken word like Trisha's saying in conversation. Um, so let's work on how to make that a positive experience and how to make it more well-rounded in this time when 90% of our brains are about COVID-19. So, (laughs) yeah. So the first step, I think, is to acknowledge and perspective take, as is in every situation, but maybe this experience will teach us all to do this to such an extreme degree that when we go back to normal life, it feels easy by comparison to what we're having to do now, but we all need to be exercising an extreme amount of empathy, which I think is somewhat easier now because we're all going through the same trauma, but recognizing that everyone's experience is a little bit different. So if, for example... You're talking to a friend that lives in New York. I used to live in New York. I have many friends that live there. I made the mistake last night of reading about what they're doing with the bodies on the streets of New York right now, and it left me in a very negative space, and I reached out to all these people that I have not talked to in a long time, but just, are you okay? Which is important. And, But anyway, the point is, depending on where someone is physically and their family situation, their work situation, everyone's experience is going to be a little bit different. So it's important to recognize that no one is at the top of their game right now. If, for example, someone doesn't text you back immediately, it doesn't mean that they're mad at you. It doesn't mean that they're unsafe. It doesn't mean that they're in the hospital. It could just mean that they are not doing well mentally and they need some time. I texted a friend in New York several days ago. I didn't hear back from her. I assumed, oh my gosh, she's in the hospital. I was literally talking to my friend yesterday saying, I don't know if this girl's okay. She texted me back this morning. Sorry for the delay. I've just needed some personal space. This has been really hard on me. So first thing is don't assume the worst because it's not good for us mentally. And also everyone is going through something really tough right now. So keep in mind the other person's scenario before jumping to conclusions or being upset if someone is short with you for example it's not probably about you everyone's anxiety is at an all-time high right now the way that they act towards you is not reflective necessarily of how they feel about you it's probably more of a reflection of their internal feelings about life right now we talked a lot about this in our last podcast so if you want more information on how to deal with that think um listen to our last podcast with um Lily Leanhart and we talk a lot about that but that's a huge huge point we have to perspective take other people's situations we we don't or we do know what's going on in their lives so take that in con- into consideration when reaching out something else that is really important when talking to people is to acknowledge that this is hard for yourself too So when you are thinking, oh, I should reach out to person X because, you know, this is really hard and stuff, acknowledge that this is hard for you too and and that a lot of the conversation is going to be about checking in and the COVID-19 crisis right now. So let yourself know that that's okay. It's not going to be all butterflies and rainbows. It's not going to be what you guys typically talk about. So... Give yourself that space to do that and know that that's okay. We're not saying that this 
episode should help you stop talking about the coronavirus. Like, that's not what we're doing. We're saying help yourself know that it's okay to talk about it a little bit, but don't delve into it so much where that's all you talk about. But acknowledge that it's okay to do so. Or if it's if it is all you talk about, make sure that you're doing it in a healthy way. So first thing, like Molly said, is acknowledge how you're feeling and check in with your friends. And when your friends check in with you, be honest and be this is now is you have a free pass to be as open and as vulnerable as ever because everyone will understand. No one is going to blame you or fault you for feeling the way you're feeling because we all have an excuse right now to be feeling however we're feeling, which we always do. We always have that past, but sometimes it's harder for other people to empathize because it's not what they're experiencing. And everyone's going to handle this differently. So some people might think, okay, you're kind of overreacting here, but more often than not, they're going to understand where you're coming from and trust and, and accept where you are. So first thing, always make it sure to check in with your friends, ask how they're doing and be open and honest with yourself as well as with the people you're talking to, to say, Hey, I'm not doing well with this. Here's what's on my mind and let it be an opportunity to talk more about your feelings as opposed to just the situation. So when we're saying don't focus on coronavirus so much, what we're saying is you don't need to just read headlines back and forth and go into this giant spiral of anxiety. Rather, use the situations of talking with each other as an opportunity to talk about the way you're handling those headlines, your reactions to that, what you think is going to happen and what you're feeling about the situation. It's so much more productive to say, I'm feeling really anxious because my grandmother is very vulnerable and I don't know if she's been exposed, blah, 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 how you're feeling about that. That's really important. But saying, for example, I have a bad habit of complaining about the way that Florida's governor is handling this situation. That is fair for me to acknowledge, but I also don't need to go on and on and on about that because me complaining about it is not going to change the situation. Rather, I can say how I'm feeling about the situation and focus on what I can do as opposed to what I can't. Exactly. When you were explaining that, Trisha, to me, I was like, well, isn't that... I think we were talking about the difference between complaining and venting because this could turn into a big complaining fest. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And then the other person says, I know, what about this for me? And then we just kind of go in this deep, dark hole of complaining. And what we found when Trish and I looked it up is that there's a big difference between venting and complaining. We're thinking it's okay to have space to vent, but it's not okay to go in cycles about complaining. So venting is when you are acknowledging your emotion around a subject. And complaining is passive and trying to find a solution, right? Or no? Yeah, so venting is when you're talking about your emotions about it. So like just what I was saying before is venting is talking about the your experience, the situation, saying the toll it's taken on you and how you're processing it. Complaining is usually more external. So you're complaining about the situation. You're blaming other people or external circumstances for the situation. And complaining is usually asking for change. So if, for example, I'm saying, oh, it's so not fair that all my seminars were canceled. It's like, what's the point of me saying that I'm wishing it were different and 
there's an undertone there of like, okay, somebody fixed this problem versus venting would be me saying, I'm pretty bummed that all my seminars were canceled. I worked really hard to get those booked. I was really excited for those opportunities. So that's a really big bummer. At least I have my individual clients that I can still work with remotely. So venting is more focusing on ourselves. Complaining is just saying the situation and not just is blaming the circumstance. Complaining is more passively acknowledging a situation. It just clicked in my brain when you were talking about that. So the way I'm going to try and remember it is complaining is when you're talking about something in a negative light and the only way that that would stop is if the situation changed. I'm not going to stop complaining until the situation changes. But venting stops right Mm -hmm. after you stop venting because you get it off your chest. So... There's two different ways to share that kind of information. Venting, focusing more on feelings. Complaining, focusing more on the situation. Like, oh, this sucks, and I'm not going to stop complaining about it until this COVID-19 is over. Versus venting, you're just saying, oh, I feel really crappy about this, and I'm acknowledging that I feel really crappy about this. I feel really good that I got that off my chest. And there's two, those are two very different things, and the person you're talking to can feel that. So there's a different mm-hmm. responsibility for the communication partner listening when you're venting versus when you're complaining. When you're venting, it feels like you are an open like space to help that person take something off their chest. Complaining, the communication partner feels like they have to fix it. And you're like, I don't mm, I feel really stressed. I don't know how to fix your problem. But venting, you're like, I'm glad I could be there for you to be a, a sounding board. Yeah, I love how you put that because – venting can, when done in a healthy way, be very productive and it can be a bonding experience for both people. And like you said, the listener can feel helpful, which also has immune system boosting effects. Just read in this article that we can link in the show notes, but even just helping someone else strengthens our immune system. So this is why it's important to be honest and be vulnerable, like we mentioned before, because you're letting that other person help you, which we've talked about before is super important. And complaining though, the other person can't help you. They cannot rebook my seminars. They cannot, you know, put, make your graduation happen. They can't bring the MBA back. You know, they can't do anything. So if anything, complaining is going to make the other person feel worse because then they feel helpless and they're like, wow, my friend is unhappy and there's nothing I can do about it. So just, this is a very subtle difference, but it's an important one for our mental health and for our social connections to really start to focus on the difference and try to nix complaining and rather focus on your emotions and how you're handling the situation. Yep. So to reiterate, venting, focus on your feelings. And that's what we want you to do. It's okay to vent to your friends. And then that puts them in a place to help you and boost their own immune system. So you're helping the world by venting and getting your feelings off your chest. I think another thing that's really helpful with venting too is that then you're not bottling it up inside yourself either. Like, like right before this podcast, actually, I, I had a really crappy morning. I didn't work out. I My internet's not working at my house, so that's going to be fun. I'm not thinking about that right now. <laughs> but I started talking to Trisha about it, and I was like, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I don't need to talk about it. And Trisha said, talk, say it. Say it out loud so you get it off your chest. And that helped me, and I teared up a little bit. But by saying it and talking about my feelings around how stressful my day is potentially going to be, it helped me not carry that into this podcast because then this podcast might have been really crappy and then 
that would have added to my crappy day. <laughs> so by getting it off your chest too, it helps yourself. Yeah. So start the conversations by checking in, vent a little if you need to. Some complaining will likely slip in, but just check yourself and notice if you're going too far, if either conversation partner is going too far, and try to reframe the situation, the conversation. And then we can all in order to make our conversations more healthy and productive, remember to try to sprinkle in the positives and focus on the, the good things and the things we're grateful for. Someone always has it worse. There are good things to come out of this a terrible situation. And it's hard to focus on the positives at a time like this, but a gratitude practice is more important than ever. And so if we can work in those little positives to our conversations, that's going to make everyone that we're interacting with feel better. So for example, a little while ago, when I gave the example of talking about my seminars, I ended with, at least I still have my private clients. That's a positive. That's something I'm grateful for. I recognize that millions of people right now are unemployed. I'm so lucky to be able to work right now, even though my work isn't exactly where I wanted it to be in terms of business growth and development. I'm still working. That's a huge positive. We can all find the positives in the situation or at least in our circumstance. And even if it's not in your own personal circumstance, I found solace in finding positives that are happening in the world. When I go on my walks every day, I see a lot more families out. I see a lot more getting back to the simpler times in life when we're walking together as a family, when we are going on bike rides. I am really, you know, happy to see that there's a lot of um, focus on socialization and how I'm anticipating going back afterwards after all this change is done that people will really appreciate their socializations more. And I don't know if the technology is going to be, you know, more addicted, people are going to be more addicted to technology or not, but I'm thinking about the positives afterwards, like, wow, like we're so appreciative now of our socializations and time with people. That's going to be great when this is all over. So even big picture positives are helpful to bring back into the conversation too. And again, that makes you feel better when you end their conversation with people. It's going to make it end on a positive note versus, all right, now that we talked about all the headlines, talk to you later. (laughs) Yeah. I love what you mentioned about being outside. That's something that I'm constantly grateful for because So my mom is a huge walker and she'll just take walks around the neighborhood all the time. Everyone recognizes her and knows her. They literally put in sidewalks because of her. And so when I'm home, which I am right now, to be with my parents during this time, I always go on walks with her. And it's so funny because in the past two weeks, there have been so many more people out and about. And it just every time reminds me, I'm so grateful that I live in a place where I can still go on walks. If I were living in New York City, I don't think I'd feel comfortable going on walks right now. But I live in a place where I can go on walks, I can get out in nature, and look at all these families now going out. I wonder if some people are actually going to be healthier at the end of all of this because of that. And so even if it's just something simple as working in the, at least I can still take a walk. And at the end of all your complaints about stuff or venting, that's going to be better than nothing. And like Molly said, look at the big picture, which brings up the next point we wanted to share to take the conversation off the headlines. Don't forget about your big picture goals and where you want to go in life. This is temporary and we will get through it. And it's, 
you know, there are a lot of deaths are happening. So it's hard to, hard to even say that because we need to also acknowledge the people that have not made it through this and those who have lost their loved ones due to this virus. So we're not, by saying we'll get through it, we're not minimizing that tragedy. But as a collective force, everyone who does make it through, we need to be stronger than we were before. And so we can still focus on the big picture. And that's what's going to get us through this is remembering that life, this is a very tough part of life, but we can't forget about our dreams and our goals. And maybe this will restructure our dreams and our goals. Maybe we are hugely impacted by this tragedy and that informs what we do in the future. But shifting from a very negative mindset and going back and forth about all the negatives to maybe ask your friend, what is one thing you think you can do to help help the, help the, the situation part of the solution? That might be a good way for you to go back and forth to stop fixating just on your own life and your own problems, which is important. That's why we always start with that. But then turning it to something outside yourself to look at the big picture and how you can be helpful and useful, that is a great conversation starter. How are you going to be part of the solution? And then you can brainstorm back volley off ideas. Molly and I can talk about how can we make this podcast helpful for people during the situation and even after the situation too. Yeah, it's a time to, again, yeah, think more about deeply what's going on in your own brain and your own self and your friends and family members own brains and own selves. It makes it more makes the conversation deeper, more fruitful, more positive, more fulfilling. It's just going to, again, leave a good taste in your mouth when you hang up and not send you into a negative spiral because that is something that happens and we want to avoid that as much as we can. Yeah, so if we can instill hope in each other, that's going to be helpful. And the other thing is you really want to find humor as much as you can and so yes focus on your feelings and yes talk about hope and big picture things but it's also okay to talk about really stupid shallow stuff (laughs) we need that right now more than ever it's okay to complain about something but it's okay to talk about something really petty and while it might feel petty to the other person it'll probably be a nice little distraction share about your work. When I talk to my colleagues, it's very nice because we eventually get so deep in our work that I kind of am distracted and forget about the situation in the world. And that's very refreshing because we need that right now. I had a friend who posted something on their Instagram about doing a TikTok dance. And I had been delving into that a little bit, not doing it, but watching it. (laughs) And she, we had a laugh and we sent each other our attempts at the video or the dance. And it was just really fun and stupid and it was bonding. And it just, again, took a little bit of pressure and heaviness off of life for a second. So talking about those stupid shows you watch talking about silly things you see when you're on your walks like I was on a walk the other day and it was so cute there's this puppy it was like not even a puppy it was a big dog and there's a big fence and like all I could see is him pop his head over real fast and it was so cute so I shared that with people just like silly things that are trivial and sharing that is something we can also still do with each other 
Yeah, it's going to bring about a sense of normalcy. So talk to your spouse, for example, about your day. How was your day? And talk about it. And don't start with, well, because of coronavirus. Just talk about it normally. And we can we can share those thoughts and feelings as well that have to do with other things. Or if you're reading a good book right now or watching a movie, like Molly said, find other things to talk about and to bond about, which as we were thinking about this earlier, we realized there's a lot less to talk about because we're doing a lot less. So it's going to be more of an effort than normal because we're like, well, I just sat at my house all day and watched TV, which honestly has not been my, I've been very busy through all this. I don't have that luxury of time. No, Molly is too. So we, some people might have more free time than others, but still this might be an opportunity to explore other things about each other. So you can even, if you, let's say you don't have anything external to talk about, like a show or a book, you can ask deeper questions about your friend's life that don't have to do with their present emotions, but maybe about their past or about their tastes in certain things or in something like that, where you're simulating a conversation that's not centered around the virus and also not centered around our day-to-day activities because you might not have much to talk about. Yeah, and because every single day-to-day activity is sprinkled at least a little bit with the effects of COVID-19. So acknowledge that. And yeah, I think what Trisha said, if the person's in the right headspace, talk about things like in their past and things that would build your relationship to a deeper level. Yeah. So for example, in this time, I've been very introspective, learning a lot about myself and how I relate to other people. And so I was sharing that with Molly the other day, and it almost felt like a therapy session, which again, is pretty deep. We also want to encourage the lighthearted conversations. But it was interesting because that's something that we could have had that conversation three months ago, and the conversation wouldn't have been any different. And it was kind of nice to do that and to realize this wasn't affected by the virus. I'm realizing certain things because of where I am right now with the virus, but the content of the conversation itself wasn't any different. So share your recipes with people if you're cooking or play your board games or go share life revelations you've had. Exactly. It can be (laughs) funny. It can be lighthearted. It can be deep. So anyway, what is your take home Molly from today's episode? Personally, I learned a lot about venting and complaining today. So my take home is to write down maybe something that you would be complaining about with a friend on a phone call and then change that into something, how you can change that into a venting comment instead. I don't know if that's even possible, but like, for example, say I said, I am, I hate doing online therapy with my kids. I work, I'm a speech pathologist. I work with kids. I could say, oh, I hate being on this online platform with all my kids. This is so annoying. I hate it. I, I don't get to do the things that I want to do with them. And this just sucks. Um, but then changing it to, I feel like I'm not getting the same connection I, I get with my kids. This is really, really hard for me. And it's just, I needed to acknowledge that. That could be the way you could change it from complaining to venting. So do a couple of those exercises and see how you can change your own personal um, thought process in that too. Yeah, and if you're the listener in that case, ask follow-up questions instead of just saying like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, well, what do you think you can do to make it easier on you? Or 
you know, I really admire you for give a compliment. Like I really admire you for doing that. And I hope, I hope you at least feel grateful that you're able to work with kids because think about if you couldn't, my take home would be, cause this also just came to me while we were talking and having this conversation, something I hadn't thought about before, but thinking about ways to turn the conversation into more hopeful experience. So my take home homework is very specific. Think of one fun way you can make at least one person happy today. And if you don't have an idea, talk to your friend about it. Say, what is one thing that I can do or we can do together that's going to make one person happy today? Whether that is making a cake for your roommate or whether that's reach sending a silly snapchat to a friend you haven't talked to in a while whether that is just sending a text saying hey I'm thinking of you today I hope you're doing well to someone again you haven't spoken to in a while or something fun and creative it can be silly sending a silly card or doing something sending a gift on Amazon randomly to your friend or whatever you want to do but make it fun and try to bring a smile to someone else's face today that is my challenge to you I like that that I'll I will do that today and it, let it be every day, one little yeah. thing every day. Thank you all for listening. Again, we hope you're staying safe and healthy. If you do have questions or thoughts for us, please reach out at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we would love to hear from you. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And stay safe and healthy. 